Hello and welcome back to Fat Man Little Trail, the podcast, uh, the podcast for all you outdoor lovers out there where everyone is included, uh, just like the outdoors should be. Uh, I have a really good show to, well, I take that back. I had a really good show planned for you. I'm hoping that the show is going to be just as good as what I had planned. Uh, but I had a guest come that was supposed to come on who was going to talk about some some great stuff to help you uh, on your journeys into the outdoors. And they had to cancel at the last minute, uh, which is unfortunate. But it, it got me thinking about how when you are going to an outdoor adventure of any sort, there's thorough planning that has to go into it um, to make it successful and to make it make it fun. I know, you know, a little walk in the park, you might not have to do as much. Um, but, you know, if you're going to do something, you, you have to have it planned. But you also have to be willing at any moment to turn around and change those plans or to adjust those plans on the fly. And that's kind of what I have to do this week on the podcast, which hopefully will be successful um, because I have some experience with having to change my hiking plans and my outdoor plans on a fly. Um, the preparation is important. The preparation to get uh, everything prepared. You need to make sure that you have maps set up. Um, people who go out and hike without maps. These people drive me crazy when they go out and, on a hike and they're like, oh, do you know how far it is? Or do you know, like, when does this loop back around? And like, you're on the Colorado Trail. This goes for 400 miles, you know? And, or you see them with just like a, a single eight ounce little bottle of bottled water. Um, they're not prepared for, for what they're out doing. Um, so when I go on a hike, I, I try to be as prepared as I can. I get, uh, the weather forecast from the night before, uh, I get the, uh, trail maps from the apps that I like to use. I make sure that I have plenty of water. I have food, I have extra gear. Um, if I'm going to need that, but I do plan for, I don't plan for every contingency, but I plan for some of the contingencies and, and I don't, I'm not a crazy overpacker. I used to be a crazy overpacker when I started this uh, hiking journey uh, a year and a half ago or so. I brought everything. I'm like, oh, do I need to bring a, uh, you know, a canoe? Sure, put that in your backpack. Do you need to bring a tent? Sure, put that in your backpack. But it's a one mile hike. Well, I wanted to make sure that I was prepared. And I think as you get more experienced in hiking and 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 going outdoors, uh, you have a easier time of of backing off what you need to bring or just having a better idea of what you'll actually need on a hike. So I make sure that I'm prepared and I make sure that, that I'm good in case I go too far. If I go, you know, a five mile hike becomes a 10 mile hike. I'm still prepared for that. If a five mile hike becomes a 50 mile hike, I might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, but preparing is, is really important. And the one thing that I always do is I make sure that I have maps out in Colorado where I do a lot of my hiking. And even when I was in Utah and uh, to a certain extent in Arizona, when I was hiking there, you need to make sure that you have a map because you can't really rely on a cell phone signal to make sure that you're going to have to be able to call up maps on your cell phone and things like that. So it was really important to me to have that. Um, or it is important to me to have that for each hike. But it's getting harder and harder. And, I, you know, I talked at the beginning about being able to adapt. Well, the other day I went out to uh, one of my favorite hikes, which is a state park near me called Staunton State Park. And I've been there probably 30 times. And I talk about it on my website all the time and have reviews on my website all the time. And I've never had a problem getting into Staunton. And this was a Saturday morning at like 8 a.m. And I pulled in and I could not find a parking spot in Staunton. And all of a sudden I have to adjust where I'm going for the day because I've already planned on spending half the day out hiking and, and I need to make sure that I'm 
going to do something outside. So I start driving around until I just find another um, trail. And, and, you know, it was a fun experience, but it was one that I wasn't as comfortable with because I wasn't as prepared. And I've seen that a lot more, I think. Um, We have these ticketing systems now for some of the bigger parks, but what that's doing is drawing people out to some of the smaller parks that aren't as... You know, they don't have the parking, they don't have the facilities to handle the more people that are coming out to those. So I think that it's important to always have kind of a plan A, plan B if you're going to go out on a weekend or if you're going to go out on a day and you want to make sure that you're going to hike no matter what, just to make sure that you have those plans and those uh, maps and everything that you need for that. So you know where if you go to a plan B hike, you know where you're going to end up and you have some idea of what the hike you were doing is. The trail that I ended up on, I had no idea what I was doing, and it was uh, not the best hike that I've ever done. It was one of those where I just kind of found a spot and decided to go, and it was a lot rockier than than I was hoping for, and it wasn't um, everything that I was hoping for out of the hike, but, you know, I, I ended up safe, and, and I ended up back, um, you know, with a couple hours out, outdoors in nature, so so that adaption was good, but with the amount of people that are going to these places, I'm seeing more and more of it where I've had to, I, I'm going to plan on going here, but I'm going to end up somewhere else, so now what I've done is now I start to, especially on weekend hikes and holiday hikes, is I always have a plan B, and I have maps downloaded for both places where I go, which is important. The other thing that can be really important, and I talked about this with my guest uh, a couple weeks ago, is weather-related changes. And I talked to meteorologist Matt Makins about some of the things that you can do to make sure that you're as prepared as you can be for the weather, um, knowing when it's going to come in and what to do when it does come in, and recognizing when it's time to say, that's it, I can't do this hike anymore, and changing your plans right then and there, and going from finishing the hike to making sure you're safe and there's like a click over at at any point that you need to be be ready to 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 accept that your hike isn't going to be the same hike that you want but you might be it might be more important to get down off a mountain or into a structure or you know depending on hail or lightning and things like that um and then there's the other ones where you just can't finish and I think that we get into this mindset of I'm going to go do a hike and I'm going to finish the hike. And I think it happens a a lot out here in Colorado where people are like, I want to finish a 14 or I want to finish a 13 or, um, or they get a very specific hike or climb in their mind that they're going to finish. And they don't always make the best decisions and people don't always make the best decisions because we're ingrained in this, like failure is not an option mentality. And for me, uh, being relatively new to the hiking scene, I mean, year and a half and 200 hikes in now, I don't think I'm really that new anymore. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not in the best shape in the world. Uh, hence the name fat man, little trail. Uh, I'm more of on the hefty hiker side. And I think that I'm probably quicker to decide, okay, this isn't safe. I'm not going to do this and I'm going to try it another day, or I'm just not feeling it today. Or, you know, my ankle hurts or I'm sunburnt, or I don't have enough food to finish this, or I don't have enough water to finish this. Um, I think that's, that's something that we can all look at and think to ourselves. Cause I've seen people that were in really bad sorts, especially people that come out to visit Colorado and decide I'm going to fly out to Colorado and I'm going to do a 14 or, or I'm going to do a 13 or I'm going to do anything at the at high altitude. 
And I've seen people in a, a world of hurt kind of stumbling their way back down the mountain um, because they've gone too far. And I think people always think that failure, there's something bad in failure. And I think that there's, obviously failure is not accomplishing your goal, but when you think about what you did accomplish while you did the first half of a hike or the first three quarters of it, or even if you made it to the trailhead and said, nope, I'm done. You know, each one of those is a lesson that's been learned and, and something that you can take forward to your next hike. All the, all the hikes, except for one, there's one hike that I failed that I have not gone back and finished yet. And it's uh, a goal of mine to go back and finish that this year. Um, although they're under a ticket system now, so it's a little bit trickier. Um, but all the other ones, I made it halfway and I said, okay, this just isn't the day for this. And I turned around and I just didn't finish it. And I got to go back and take that knowledge with me and do a safer version of that hike the next time that I tried it and a more prepared version of that hike. A lot of these trails, you know, you'll see somebody be like, oh, it was easy. And then the next review of the trail says, that was hard, you know, and, and you don't really know exactly what to expect. So going there and doing half of it and realizing like this just isn't the day for me is there it's noble you you can get away with that and i think people are are ashamed of that mentality and sometimes people are like well this is my only chance to do it the mountain's not going to go anywhere so if it takes you another year to get it done you can try it that way um i did write something uh, a blog that i wrote that kind of summed this up and uh i wanted to kind of go over it with you here today um the blog was called I tried and I lost. And and this is how it goes towards, uh, you know, changing your plans. <clears throat> I really wish my mantra was too big to fail. That has always worked when trying to summit a buffet or extra large pizza. But today it didn't work while I tried to climb Mount Snitgow. Mount Snitgow, which I pronounce differently every time, was supposed to be my first 13er. And after several th- attempts thwarted by weather, I had my chance. First, I am an idiot, and I went on the wrong trail and finished another nice little hill. But then I tried Snicktow. After that, it did not go well. The hike is pretty vertical, and about a half mile up, the wind decided to make an appearance. The wind was pushing my 230-pound body around like I was a teddy bear on a swing. This doesn't usually happen, as the anchor of a backside that I possess usually keeps me relatively grounded. I felt like Sisyphus from Greek mythology, but instead of pushing a boulder, I was pushing my belly up a hill. The wind also made it harder to breathe. I say harder because the 30% grade over the 12,000 feet of elevation already made it hard enough. My mantra has been, screw it, I'm trying. It has served me well so far, and I continue to use it when I struggle or when I don't think I can finish a hike. Today, it was replaced with, "Screw screw this, I tried. And that's okay. If it was easy, I'm sure everyone would do this, and it is important to know your limits. My limits are apparently 50 mile an hour winds, two pizzas, and 41 strips of bacon at the hotel breakfast service. Limits are limits for a reason, and other than 12 items or less at the grocery store, they shouldn't be ignored. It's good to push the limit. It's good to test the limits. It is good to know the limits. The screwed I'm trying mantra is about acknowledging I haven't gotten to the limit yet. It is about knowing the benefit of the trail to the couch and also when the couch is the best choice. I failed. It happens. It's not going to stop me. I'm not going to try Snicktow again soon. And I am, I am going to try Snicktow again soon. And I'm going to beat it. 
Maybe not the next time or the time after that, but I will summit sooner or later. Like Sisyphus Boulder, my belly will roll back down the hill, and I will try to push it back up again and again. Because even though I tried and failed once, screw it, I'm trying again. And I am proud to say that about a month after I tried and failed, that was like my third attempt that I failed that I wrote that blog. And about a month later, I did it. I made it to the top, and it felt good. It, I mean, it felt really good to get up there. Um, it's not really that hard of a hike. It's just steep. And it was one of those that just had my number. I just, every time I went out there, I just wasn't feeling it and I couldn't get to the top. And then I did, you know, I made the adjustments and, and I think that if I would have gone out there and tried really hard to finish it, those times that I didn't, I, I would have hurt myself or I would have, um, turned myself off from, from hiking in general. Um, but I, I had to make that adjustment to those plans. I had everything planned. It didn't work out the way I had it planned, and I made those adjustments. And I decided to come back with a new plan and try again. And there's no shame in that. So if you think that you're not going to be able to finish a hike or you think that you're you know, getting yourself in a bad position, don't be afraid to just say, that's it, I'm turning around. That is my advice. That's the advice from the fat man today. And like I said, I finished the hike. You know, I, I went back and I and I did it. So mountains don't move. They're not going to run away from you. So if you try it once and it didn't work, feel free to try it again the next weekend or the weekend after that or a year from now. Um, especially if you were like me or you're just starting a, a journey uh, to get in better shape and to get, you know, maybe lose weight or to hike more or to do something like that. And you start feeling good about it. And you're like, okay, I can knock that 13 or out. I can knock that 14 or out. I can do these things now. And then you run into it and it gets a little challenging. Well, don't be afraid to just say, okay, I'll get it next time. So anyway, so that's my, my little rant about adjusting your plans and, and changing up uh, everything that you do. Um, you know, when life gives you lemons, they say, uh, make lemonade. So when, when the trail gives you scree, go ahead and hike on the rocks instead, I guess. I do have uh, to talk about this week's Hike of the Week, the next segment of the show. The Hike of the Week this week is Herman's Gulch, and I think everybody has a Herman's Gulch in their pocket. Um, Herman's Gulch is a hike that I did about a year ago, and then I just did it again this last week. And it was a hike that uh, a buddy of mine, Scott, told me about and, and took me up to it on my first attempt. And it was the first time that I had done an alpine hike. And it was the first time that I realized I could do this. And it really opened up my world to be able to do more and more um, alpine hiking, more and more hiking that was I thought I couldn't do before. And it's, it's not the hardest hike in the world. It's like seven miles out and it's about I don't know, 15, 7, 15 to 1700 uh, feet of elevation gain. But it's really steep at the beginning and then it kind of flattens out in the middle and then it gets really, really steep at the end going to this beautiful lake that's right at the, the cusp of 12,000 feet. It's, I think there's one spot you can stand on that's like 12,001 feet. Um, so it was my first time that I'd been to an alpine lake and it was the first time that I'd gotten to, to this point in, in the world. Like if you, if you see them, like it's a lake completely surrounded by a bowl of mountains. So like on three sides, it's all completely surrounded by these, these towering, um, you know, just cliffs of stone. And then there's this lake sitting there. And when I went last spring, the lake was half frozen. So it was like a completely frozen Alpine lake. And it just opened up so much in me that I, 
you know, I realized then that I could actually do this and I could complete these hikes that I wanted to complete. And then I did it again this last week and I improved my time by 15 seconds a mile. Um, but that wasn't the important part for me. It was the, I was finishing my second 52 hike challenge. I talked about the 52 hike challenge in an earlier podcast. Um, but I, I finished it and I wanted to go back to kind of the spot that I'd hiked so many other places that were kind of lower elevation. And this was the first time I went into the mountain. So I wanted to go back to where that all began and kind of my mountain hiking was born. So I went back to Herman's Gulch kind of as a symbolic way of finishing this 52 hike challenge. And uh, it was still steep and it was still uh, steep at the beginning, steep at the end and still an absolutely beautiful lake. This time there was no snow, there was no ice, the, the lake wasn't frozen at all. Um, and it was absolutely beautiful. And it just kind of reminded me of, of my roots. I think everybody has kind of a hike like Herman's Gulch out there with them uh, in that it's the first thing you did, whether it's even if you're not a hiker, even if it's, you know, the first, you know, fish that you caught when you went fishing with your with your grandpa and, the you know, uh, and then you became a fisherman or the first, you know, job that you got or the first, you know, time you lifted weights or the first time that you realized that you could bench 100 pounds or 200 pounds, the first time you squat, you know, 400 pounds, whatever it is for you and for what your hobbies are, everyone has that that one thing that makes them say, wow, I can really do this. And for me, that was Herman's Gulch. And that was a really important part of my development as a hiker, because up until that point, I was just kind of a guy who walked in on the trails. And after that, I felt like I was a hiker, I was an outdoor, you know, person. And it was important. So if you haven't found your Herman's Gulch, uh, Gulch yet, look for it and see what it is. See if the first, you know, I don't know, the first time that you rode your bike 25 miles or the first time you, you know, did whatever it is that, that your hobby is. The I would make a yoga reference, but I don't know anything about yoga. So whatever, whatever your hobby is or the thing that you want to accomplish, find your Herman's Gulch. Find that thing that is kind of that transition that says, I can do this now and you can try, you know, harder and harder things. And it's kind of a wonderful feeling when you get to that point. So that is our hike of the week. Herman's Gulch, it's right by I-70, or right by the Eisenhower Tunnel on I-70 um, between Denver and, like, Breckenridge. So if you're out in the Colorado area, check that out. Last, uh, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and thank you guys all again for all the support you've been giving me and all the people that have been listening to the podcast and checking out the website at, at fatmanlittletrail.com. Um, the podcast is it's kind of fun. It's, it's new and, and I'm, I restarted it and, and I really appreciate all the people who have been listening. And if you do enjoy it on all the different platforms, I think I'm on like 10 different, uh, podcasting, uh, playing pat- platforms right now. So whatever platform you're on, make sure you, uh, like, and subscribe if you can. And, um, check me out on the social medias as well. And on Instagram is probably the one that I spend the most time on uh, fat man, little trail on Instagram as well. Check all of those out and we will talk to you on the next time that I'm on the podcast. I do have a couple more interviews set up for the next few. So hopefully those come, those pan out and those play out and I don't have to just talk to you for, for 20 minutes uh, just by myself again. So I do hope to see you on the trail soon. And until then, Happy hiking.